Hey, this is Taylor and welcome back to another message from Elevate Retake. This week is going to look a little bit different. We are in a different sermon series by two pastoral students here at Southwestern Adventist University leading out in something called Deep Calling Journey. So we are so happy to have Kayla Goodman speaking this week. The title of her sermon is Progress, Not Perfection. A key verse we will be taking a look at is found in Matthew 11, verse 28 through 30, and it reads, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. A key thought that I want you to think about as you're listening to this sermon is how has prayer impacted your life? Heavenly Father, Lord, I just want to thank you for the chance we have to be here, for the chance we have to be together. And Lord, you're that other one in the fire standing next to us. And Lord, I pray that as we talk about your goodness this morning, that you pour out your Holy Spirit into this place. And Lord, hide me behind your cross. And Lord, may the words I say not be my own, but be inspired by you, Lord. We love you and we thank you. In your name I pray. Amen. So, my title of today's sermon is Progress, Not Perfection. So, on January 11, 2020, I was still serving as a student missionary on the island of Pompeii, and I posted a picture, and I think we have that picture for this morning. And the caption of this picture, I'm going to read it to you, and I said, Progress, Not Perfection. Let me say that again. Progress makes progress, not perfection. This is something I've been pondering these past few days. We strive for this unattainable perfection, and no matter how close we seem to get, it stays out of our reach. Once we miss, defeat sinks in and can be overwhelming. Time after time, I find myself going through the different if-only statements in my life ultimately punishing myself for not living up to the standard that is not physically possible to attain. We are called to embrace and to be fully present and to work on where we are at. Whether or not where you are is where you want to be, every day you have the choice to take a step forward, to make a better choice, plan a better step, and to follow through. You are making progress every day, and it's your choice to choose which way you are going. And so that was the, the comment or the caption I placed for that photo. And little did I know that a few months I'd be taken back to the States and COVID-19 would ensue. And I know we've all had our journeys with that. But I think about this. And for me, I've never really looked at myself as a quote-unquote perfectionist. And for me, I've always been kind of a one-and-done kind of person like, Let's just get it done. I don't care about all the details. I'm more of a bigger picture kind of deal. And I remember actually a month or so ago, I was talking with my therapist and she asked me, she was like, Kayla, do you think you're a perfectionist? And I was like, absolutely not. I am as far from a perfectionist as you can get because I don't care about all the small details. And as we're talking, She's like, Kayla, 
you're one of the biggest perfectionists I know. I was like, what? I am not a perfectionist. Like, you must have the wrong client you're talking about. And she was like, no, Kayla, you have such an idea of how things have to go and how things have to be that you're not comfortable with other outcomes and then you blame yourself for not having the success you were aiming for. And that really made me think, because I was like, wow, am I really actually a perfectionist? Do I really aim to have everything go my way? That I limit the ways in which God can move in my life? And as I'm thinking about this, I was like, wow, I really do like things to go my way. I really do like to plan everything and put it all together. Even if I'm not about all the small little details, I, I, I aim for that picture, that image of what I have in my mind. But this morning, I want us to talk about progress makes progress, not perfection. So this morning, as we're going through the Deep Calling series, if you were not able to join us last night, I encourage you to go back and watch that sermon that Pastor Danny and I sat up here with a conversation for. But today we're talking about the call to prayer. So last night we talked about the call to devotion. Today we're talking about the call to prayer. And I know the engaged question this morning was, what, does, what impact has prayer played on your life? And I want to ask you guys a few more questions. What does prayer in your life look like? What does your prayer life look like, I should say? Because our prayer life is how we connect, how we communicate, how we spend time with God. And prayer can look like a lot of different things, whether you use prayer through song and you sing with your hearts. And I love being able to worship together in person because just hearing the community of a congregation singing is just so beautiful and you just feel the presence of God when you sing. Or maybe you're someone who likes to write. Maybe you write poetry. Maybe you just journal. I love to journal. I journal avidly every day because I like to write out my thoughts physically and talk to God that way. Maybe you're someone who likes to go outside and be in nature and just talk to God through the ways that he's working. And this morning I went on a walk and it was just so beautiful as the sun was rising. And I was like, God, look at you. Look at what you're doing. The birds were chirping. I was by the ducks at the duck pond. They were being very annoying as usual. But just being able to be outside and in God's presence. So how are you communing with God? And how are you choosing to do so? You see, we place these limitations, we place these expectations and these standards upon ourselves in order to feel like we have to do something to be okay with God. We feel like we have to talk to God in a certain way. We feel like maybe we have to get on our knees three times a day and pray. And if that's how you talk to God, go you. But I know the limitations, the expectations, the things I place upon myself, if I have that there, I know I'm going to fail. I know I'm going to fall short. And so God constantly asks me, well, then, Kayla, why do you place these unrealistic expectations when I don't? That really makes me think, because I'm like, God, then where do I get this imperfect picture of you by saying that I have to be perfect? And God constantly reminds me, Kayla, you don't have to be perfect. Let me be the perfect one in this relationship. Let me be the one who brings you to me because I want to pursue you wholeheartedly because the pursuit you have to me isn't going to amount to much. 
And so this morning, if you have your Bibles, I know it was read for scripture reading, but I want you to turn to Matthew 11, verses 28 to 30, and I'm reading from the message version. I love the way Eugene Peterson places this, and I feel like it's very applicable to all of us in our life, no matter what stage we're at right now. As the scripture says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I just love this passage. And I know other versions say it a little differently, but this one speaks to me every time. Because every time I read the words, are you tired? I'm like, yes, yes, I'm tired. Are you worn out? Yep. Are you burned out on religion? Yes, Lord, I am. Because the limitations, the expectations, the things we place upon ourselves, we're not going to be able to attain. We're not going to be able to reach those things. And maybe one day you do, and maybe one day you're like, yes, I finally made it. But maybe the next day you fall off and you're like, come on, am I ever going to make it to where I need to be? And the thing about our God is, is he invites us. He says, I'll show you how to take a real rest. I know in the world we live in, we're so surrounded by so much noise and so much life that's constantly going on that at times I know I personally have a hard time laying my head down to sleep. Because I'll lay in bed and I'll be like, all right, the day is done. I can finally go to sleep. And I feel like my eyes just pop open. I'm like, oh, I forgot to do this. Or I forgot to go, like, take this out or do this or take my medicine. or Like, I forget these things. And it's hard for me to be able to just turn off my brain and be like, I'm out. And some days, thankfully, I'm super tired. But it's just like, I'm gone. But usually when my alarm goes off in the morning, I don't jump out of bed. I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to conquer the day. I feel so rested. But rather it's like, I think about how many more times can I press snooze? Or how many more times can I just let my alarm go off? And for me, I have to physically place my phone in the other room in order for me to actually get up and turn it off. Because otherwise, I don't know if I'd be out of bed any day of the week. But he asks us to learn how to sit with him and learn how to take a rest in him. And he tells us to walk with him and work with him and watch how he does it. Because when we walk with God, when we have this relationship with God, when we have this journey with God, we start to see how he does it and we start to follow along. And then my favorite part of this passage Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Unforced rhythms of grace. I want you to think for a moment. How many times, how many things do you place in your life that you try to force them? Because I know for me, sometimes I'm like, all right, God, I need you to do a blessing and I need it to be now because this is what I need. And I feel like God, I love God, because he has such a sense of humor. He's like, ha you thought, like, 
learn from me. Like, Kayla, have you learned nothing? Have we been on this journey for so long and you still don't know me? You still don't know what I'm doing in you and through you and for you? Do you still not know the blessing I have that's coming around the corner and you want something that will make you happy for a second? He's like, learn the unforced rhythms of grace because the unforced rhythms of grace take us into a place and a space where he's able to flow in us and through us and for us. And these unforced rhythms of grace put us in a situation where we're like, all right, God, I don't know what's happening. And I feel like that's when God's like, yes, thank you. I'm glad you don't because that's when I can use you right now. So if you're in a season right now where you're feeling like, God, I don't know what's next. Maybe you're getting ready to graduate, those of you who are seniors here. Or maybe you're a freshman or sophomore or junior and you're like, I don't know if I can pay for the next semester of college. Or I don't know what job I'm going to get this summer or how this is going to happen. Or maybe you're further along in your life and you're like, I don't know how this is working out. I don't know if Keen's where I need to be right now. Or I don't know what the next journey God's calling me on or where I need to be. And I feel like that's when God's like, good. I don't need you to know right now. But I need you to watch me. I need you to learn from me. I need you to sit with me. I need you to follow me so I can teach you how to be still. So I can teach you to sit in my presence, to commune with me, to talk with me, to have me be the center of your universe. So that when you have those moments of despair, when you have those moments of breaking down, when you have those moments of nothing left to give, then I can give you everything. Then I can step in and I can show you a new way of living that you've never known before, that I can show you these unforced rhythms of grace. When you hear a beautiful song, when you see that melody, when you hear the harmony, I'm just in awe of who God is and I'm so thankful that there's other people with such beautiful voices just to sit and listen and I, I just sit there. Every morning, as I'm finishing up my devotional time, I always put on, like, hymns and worship music, and I just sit there, and I'm like, Lord, I praise you, because someone else can sing the song. And I get to listen. And when you hear those songs that just bring you into the presence of the Father, then God's like, that's what I want for you. I want you to be in this moment with me. I want you to be in my presence with me. And I want you to learn these unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Because when you journey with God, there's going to be hard times. I don't think God's saying it's going to be all easy and perfect. But he's saying to walk with me, keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. God is challenging us to step into this space, to step into a place where he can change us from the inside out, where we can be in a moment where maybe we don't understand what's going on, where maybe we don't understand what life is happening, what things are doing, what is going on, but God's like, that is where I want you to be. I want to hold you in this moment. And as things are going crazy, we're called into this beauty with God. We're called into community with God. We're called into rest with God. And we're called to pray and to be with God. Prayer was never meant to be about saying big words. 
about putting on a show for others around you. Prayer was never meant to be something where you can say, at least I'm not like so-and-so. At least I do this. At least I don't do that. God, you'll honor me because I'm a good standing citizen, because I pay my tithe, because I came to elevate this Sabbath, because I'm watching Deep Calling Journey Online. I am good because I am doing these things. But God's like, no, I need you to be here with me. I need you to see me and I need you to come here because I want to teach you what a good life is like. I want to teach you these unforced rhythms of grace. Prayer is about communing with God. It's about that conversation that comes so naturally and those moments where you're like, all right, God, just help me. Those moments where you're so excited about something and you're like, okay, who do I tell, who do I tell? And it's like, oh yeah, God, I can tell you even though you, you did this, you know it. And I feel like those are the moments where God's just like, I know what I did, but I want to hear it from you. I want to hear what's going on in your life. I want to hear about your day. My favorite part of my day is ending it and being like, God, I saw you work in this way, in this way, in this way. And then sometimes God asks me, okay, what about this way? And I'm like, yeah, I guess I didn't really like, I didn't think that was from you. I was kind of salty about that. And he was like, but I was trying to do this. And it's these moments of seeing God in everything around you, seeing God in the moments of living and of being. Prayer is not supposed to take you into a space where you don't understand what's going on, but rather it's to take you into a space to see the creator of it all and see him and say, all right, Lord, I'm going to keep company with you today. I'm going to learn to live in the way of freedom I'm going to learn to live in the way of your light, and I'm going to trust you on this journey that you're taking me, even if I have zero understanding of where we are going. We are called to be with God. So this morning, as you guys are thinking of these if-only statements in your life, if only I hadn't done this, If only I hadn't taken this class that I failed. If only I hadn't gone with that guy or girl to this place. If only I hadn't done this. Or if only I could have done this. We're not not told to think about and process the things that we couldn't do or the things we can't take care of now or the things that are in the past, but rather we're called into the presence of God where he says, we're going to go on this journey together. So this morning, if you haven't heard about Deep Calling Journey, if you haven't heard about this journey that we're going on throughout this next week, I want to invite you to join us. And maybe you're sitting here this morning and saying, how? I know we have QR codes where you can scan and join us, and we're on day two, and the rest of this week it's going to be online in the evenings. But I want to invite you, if you're called and you feel the presence of God working on you, and you want to take that next step after the service today, you can find Michael or myself or anyone else and say, we want to get baptized, or we want Bible study, do we want more? Because I know that baptistry is going to be filled up next week, and we want to celebrate with you that call that God is placing in your life. Because we know that there's someone here that needs to answer that call. So this morning, how are you called to be intentional about your life, about your prayer life with God? How are you being intentional about these moments with him? And what can you do to be intentional? Because our prayer life, our life life, our journey is never meant to be alone. 
Rather, it's meant to be joined by those around us. So this morning, maybe you're here with your friend groups, or for those of you online, maybe you're sitting there with your families. I want to challenge you this morning to maybe say, yes, God, I want to learn these unforced rhythms of grace. I want to sit with you in community. I want to learn to talk to you. I want to learn to have you be my best friend because, God, you are a good God. And so this morning, I just pray that you can accept that challenge that you can step out into that life, into that call with him. And I pray, if you're willing, that you join us this next week on this deep calling journey to learn about stepping into closer communion with him. Will you pray with me again? Heavenly Father, Lord, love, thank you for being who you are. And thank you for the love you have for us. And Lord, this morning as we're talking about you and as we're talking about prayer and as we're praying right now, Lord, I pray you teach us how to sit with you, how to be with you. And Lord, teach us your unforced rhythms of grace. I thank you for everyone here under the sound of my voice, whether here in person or online or watching online in the future, God. You have called us into community with you. You have called us into your presence. And Lord, I pray that we accept that call and take that step, take that journey to jump into the deep end and answer that call. And Lord, if there's anyone here today who needs to take that step of baptism, I pray that you inspire them to talk to those they need to talk to to get there. Lord, we love you and we thank you for being a good father and for the good grace you have for us. Thank you. In your name I pray. Amen. You know, as a perfectionist myself, it's really hard for me sometimes to let go and realize that it really is about making the progress instead of having everything completely perfect. So thank you, Kayla, for reminding me of that. I look forward to sitting down with Pastor Michael and Kayla and talking through more ideas on prayer and how it has impacted my life as well as their life and really digging deep into the message behind this sermon. I hope that you will listen into that later this week. I'm really excited about it. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you later this week.